Most importantly, children of all ages, I'm Handsome Dick Manitoba, the world's greatest entertainer. Welcome to my podcast, You Don't Know Dick. And as always, sitting with me, my trusty companion, a very happy young lady, Bullpen Betty, because she is all about baseball, and the baseball season has started. She's like my running back. I'm the quarterback of this team. She's like my running back. You know what? Without a running... Let's not get sexual here. (laughs) It's like, you know... You're a running back, and I'm going to tell you why you're a running back. Okay. All right, you, 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 you picture me catching. That's a little too naughty. Right, we're a clean show. Okay, but I'm all about baseball. That's all. But go well, on. Why am I running? Why back? Why are you running back? Because if you run the ball, it opens me up to sexual, succeed. Sex again. It oh. opens me up to throw the ball. If you're running the ball well, if you can't run the ball, right, you can't throw the ball. So you. Make it happen for me. I allow you to throw balls? Yes, I throw balls because <laughs> of you. Pushing the dials, we got the one and only Ricky Bones. Now, Ricky Bones What's is he? a one-man offensive line. With him, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. He's going to make sure I'm okay. Without him, I'm a steaming piece of shit. You understand? <laughs> now you understand. Okay, you like all those analogies. Analogies. All right, on Instagram, you can hit me at Richard Manitoba or Handsome Dick Manitoba. Couldn't make up my mind which one to use, so I used both of them. On you Facebook, probably pick one one of these days. I'll pick one like I pick my nose. On Facebook, <laughs> straight up, Handsome Dick Manitoba fan page. And on Twitter, again, I couldn't make up my mind. You know, you know what it is? I started pressing dials like seven years ago before I knew what, knew what it really was. was. And then like when I started, like, okay, now I got to like, uh, you know, like... Get into this as part of my career, right? You got to well. So you've I got too many dots. You've got Richard Manitoba and Dick Manitoba on Twitter, right? On but, Twitter, I'm but you're trying Richard to Manit- shut down Dick Manitoba, right? I'm trying to shut down Dick Manitoba, but now I start thinking the name of the show is you know you don't know Dick and Dick handsome Dick Manitoba, so all of a sudden Richard Manitoba is the big one on one. Richard Manitoba is the big one on the yeah. other. Because when I started, I used my you know my uh, your, your... driver's license name. <laughs> They they couldn't they don't give you two initials in the middle so yeah. they have me as Richard H Manitoba your mugshot name yeah my mugshot <laughs> name I'm not HD I'm Richard H Manitoba high def Manitoba we are going to have a potpourri show that's what I call the potpourri show we're gonna we, I didn't know you spoke French <laughs> only when I'm watching um, Bridget Bardot <laughs> no what was the show where he's like Tish I love when you speak French oh the Adams family yeah the Adams family where Tisha that was my favorite show. Which leads me to this question. What's the first couple on TV to sleep in the same bed? Not Rob and Laura Petrie. Was it um, Mike, Mike Brady and uh, Carol? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not Ricky and Lucy. I know, ah! that. I know they were, had two different beds. One more guess. Um, and don't tell me Fred and Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, did you ever see uh, the honeymooners? You never saw them in bed. If uh, you know what, the honeymooners might be the most genius production of any kind in television or ever. Why do you say that? I'll tell you why I say that. You have a window, a table, a cooler, a freezer, a door, and another door, right. and a chest of drawers, and a table, and a couple of chairs. 90% of the time, that's what you have. Right. And those four people. It's like a stage years, show, really, but right? 50 years later, those four people, I know what's yeah, coming. Right. And I crack up. Right. I know what's coming. I've seen them a thousand times. Right. And there's a table and a window. They were that good. Friggin' genius. Right. It's like a stage production, right? right? All right. Art Carney and Jackie Gleason were right. geniuses. Right. Jackie Gleason was a genius. That's it. I'm done with that. Okay, so who's the first couple to sleep in the same bed? You gonna get your third? Oh, you had your that, that was, was well. Your third? The, I, the monsters. Oh, Herman and Lily. I guess you did see them in like. Did they have some fabulous canopied bed or something? You know what? I don't even know. That's a friggin' fact. I just know someone told it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's on Google. Right? Nobody look that up because it might not be true. I, yeah, I want Manitoba to stay smart. Um, uh, let's see what I got here. I got this thing. Oh, don't tell me I screwed this up. Give me a minute. 
Give me a minute. Here it is. This is this is interesting because I always say to myself on my way to my show, self, I'm not going to talk about politics because, you know, I read a little, I read a little New York Times when I'm on the shitter in the morning and I try to keep up to know who the players are. Mm-hmm. And, but I know that there are people out there that are like really well read, which doesn't mean they're right. It just means they're really well read. Right. And you know, I'll get blown out of the water. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I try not to do it. But so instead of like taking a stance, I'm gonna just read a little something and just give an opinion, maybe start a little conversation. Mm-hmm. But like um instead of like let's fight over something, it's sort of like let's maybe as adults just discuss the possibilities. Right. You ready? Well, you, you and I, I think, have similar politics, so I don't know if there'll be a fight, but let's go. Oh, you voted for Trump, too? Ha <laughs> ha, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, liberal Jew from New York, don't vote for Trump. All no. right, this is the thing. Um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo lambasted politicians such as Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others over Amazon's decision to leave New York. Opponents of the deal of the giant tech with the giant tech had put their own narrow political interests above the community, he said. He had been working really hard with unions to and make sure to make sure people would be okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean he seems like a pretty good guy to me, but um uh he, he what did he call her? He called her a name that was like it blew my mind. And it made me think, let me see if I could find the name he called her. Hmm. Um I didn't hear that I mean I know about the uh Amazon situation, but I didn't hear about what he called her. Stupid bitch, he called her. No, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, he, he said. He the said, governor? He said, get on your knees. No, <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Well, give, while. All right, well, anyway, anyway, he, he called her some sort of offensive name. Offensive sort of. Well, what it was was, was um, he, he used the word um, liberal socialist. Oh, that's what he called it? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's that's like an attack word in politics, too. Well, it, among certain sectors. Well, of course. That was, right. uh, yeah, yeah, but it's an attack word. It's like, it's a maneuvering thing right. for the bad guys, usually. Right. But, you know, I always have this, this thing. All right, let me just give you this general idea of this country, America, okay? Mm-hmm. It's never going to fucking work. It's just not going to work. What, the country is not going to work? It's, it's, it, <laughs> or it's, liberal. Not, it's not working, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. And here's why. And everyone's going to go, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't read. <laughs> <laughs> here's why. You take a sex change, male or woman, living in New York City, totally liberal, socialist, and you take a farmer... Or somebody who's lived like from South Dakota, like, like a mile away from the next closest person, mm-hmm. all his life, and they're all represented by <clears throat> one man in the executive branch, mm-hmm. you know, um, fifty senators and three hundred and whatever um, congressmen, a hundred senators, hundred senators. 50 two, that's right, two from each 50, state. That's fifty right. governors, right? But three something. And then 372 or something? Uh, if, uh, only, if only there was a way we could look this information is, up. You, you look, look at what's going on. Look right. at this, this, how, how do you govern the di- that kind of... That's not, di- that's not diversity. Mm-hmm. That's insane diversity. Mm-hmm. There was a guy on uh, my friend, uh, I think Miss Guy, he, he uh, is from the Toilet Boys, the band The Toilet Boys. Mm-hmm. New York City, great guy, you know, great guy, girl, right? So I usually ask him what bathroom he uses. No, so <laughs> so guy posts so this picture of a of a guy that looked like like maybe the ugliest man, and I'm not someone who usually is like, oh, he's really ugly. He's really, I don't like to get into that because it, it, you know, then you miss the beauty of the soul, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe that? <laughs> no, not if the tits are good, baby. So, um, you know, this guy was so fucking ugly. He had this big, big old bald head. Oh, I know who you're talking right. about. He's just uh, Indiana, West Virginia, West Virginia. 
I think so. I think it was in the Indiana Midwest. You're talking about it like a Midwest. politician. Midwest. Yeah, politician. He was yeah. like a, a congressman. Yeah. And he's huge and fat and ugly and nasty. And when they asked him, what would you do if you like daughter- cross-eyed too, right? If oh, he's guy- totally Uncle Daddy. Yeah. Like, you know. Inbred. Totally. Like many generations right. there. Yeah. Like there's like a banjo playing in the background yeah. when yeah. he talks. It's, yeah. It's, it's attached to his hands. <laughs> so um, this is the thing. They ask him. I forget. I wish I had his name here. They asked him, um, "What would you do if your son and your daughter came home gay, yep. and, and told you they're gay?" He goes, "Well, I take her, and I take her down and get her nails done, and then her toenails done, and I take him and I get his nails done." No, I take him fishing. I think he said. I take it. Well, well, first say the nails done. Right. But then not, you say nails. Yeah, done? for the girl, but not for her. Not for his oh, son. I thought he was going to make because he was gay. He was going to. No, and then he. Oh, okay, okay. I know what you're going to say. You know, it's good to make me wrong on the air. It's good. Yeah, no, you do so. it all by yourself, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next tryout. <laughs> I'm fired. Betty, all right. Betty didn't work out. You got another girl coming in. Um, so so uh, he said he'd take him fishing to see if he could swim. And he'll take her to see if she could swim. And the, 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 um, the news person said... Well, what do you mean to see if they could swim? Like she didn't want to say what, what she knew and what everyone knew, and it's like you know his answer was to drown his children. Yes, you know, like so. What I'm saying is that man is is representing a community, right? And there's a you know there's someone who changed their sexual identity in New York, and like how does how do those people even come anywhere near each and, other? And, who, and who's representing them both? Right. Like, and how? Not and that it, guy. Well, this country, it's just like if, if America came out and said, listen, we are basically, we're a Judeo-Christian society and, you know, uh, we, we love Jesus and Jesus is about love, but we're primarily about money. <laughs> Be, that's why we have an, an, a, a relationship with Saudi Arabia. Right. Because... The morality that we're supposed to be about is antithetical to what Saudi Arabia is about. Right. But yet we will be friends with them because we have to because of economics. Economics drive. It's not just America. I'm saying economics. The Western world, at least. Economics drive the world. The, The commies too. They all, they always yeah. had the big houses and, the, and right. the, all They're the all stuff. full of it. You know. It's all the same. You Religion, know. everything's about money when it comes Senator, to Senator, we're all part of the same hypocrisy. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the, the Godfather. Godfather. You know? Okay, okay, you play your games, you go, Senator, we're all part of the same hypocrisy. You can have your answer now. My answer to you is nothing. As a matter of fact, I'd appreciate if you picked up the gaming license. <laughs> oh, the greatest movie ever. I know. It, all that movie is, is like 12,000 great lines. Yeah. Except, well, there's Godfather 2 and Goodfellas also. Yeah. Every line. Agreed. Every line. There's only one scene in Goodfellas that bothered me. Which one? Uh, you remember when when um, the Jew broad, she got mad? Oh, she was in The Sopranos too. Yes. Right. She was Dr. Melfi. Yeah, she was great at that. Yeah. She's great. I remember she's remember walking guy, down the street. Walking up the hill toward the candy store where all the fat guys and the May guys are hanging out, right. the wise guys. And, no, and, and she walks him and, and, and she goes like, who do you think you are? She's and mad she, at Henry because he stood her up. Watch that split second, that okay. like three seconds or so where everyone's face goes like, you know, whoa. Like, like who's this chick? It just looked... Fake? It looked I like if I was like and, and believe me, Scorsese's a god to me. Right. Don't don't take this the wrong way. I would have done that scene over. It, really? bo- it bothered me. What should have been different? It looked fake. It looked it looked staged. Yes. Okay. It looked staged. I like the but whereas, sentiment behind it though. No, well, th- that's two different things. Right. The actual phys- physical the way it came across, you didn't yeah. like it. And the other thing, the other thing, like like something that's so great about Goodfellas. And so many people don't know this. You listen, if you really listen, you really watch. It's almost like in Raging Bull when Salvi was walking down the street. He goes, tell your brother to fight, all right? In Raging Bull. And, and he's walking up the door and he turns and he goes, Salvi. And he mouths, fuck you to him. Right. That's like great, right? So Joe Pesci's in Goodfellas and he's sitting around the table 
And everyone's cracking up, and he's telling the story. This cop is beating him in the woods in New Jersey. This cop, bang, zoom, bang, bang, bang. He's beating the shit out of me. And I'm, I'm going like, fuck your mother. Goes, what do you say where it is? Bang, zoom, bang, bang, bang. And in the middle of the, of the, of the cacophony of everybody mm. laughing. It's a big word. Thank you. And I'm a high school, I'm a college dropout, and I'm not a Michigan alumni us, <laughs> alumnus I. Um, <laughs> go Wolverines. Anyway, that's all, I'm 65 now. Don't make me fucking forget what I'm saying. I went to Columbia, too. We haven't even gotten into that. All right. We're, 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 we're Columbia, like, hair-cutting school. Um, so... He in the middle of that quietly. If you listen, you can next time you watch it, and they're going, ah, right? And, and he's going, "Fuck your mother!" And they're cracking up, and he goes, "Minga!" It's like balls, like Italian. He goes, "Like Minga!" If just I, if for once I, I was just big, if for when he he's really quietly, oh, I if never for noticed. Once I was just big. Huh. That that's like. That's like one line in a novel that speaks volumes right. about his personality. And what's going to happen? Probably what's yeah, coming. And, and yeah, it's, it's just. It just says a lot. Sometimes one line can say yeah. five pages. It's like Dion DeMucci from the Bronx, right? I always tell people, this is a novel, this is a song. All right? You want to write, write a book? I rolled over on the bed and grabbed a pack of camels, my favorite cigarettes. I lit one, took my first sip of coffee the day. She was still sleeping. We were back to back. All right, so I just painted a picture with a, a paragraph, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a novel. And you go on and on with details, details. The more you can put in people's minds, the more they are there. A song, you have to paint the same picture and tell the same story in a line. Every line, every word is important. You only got two and a half minutes or whatever. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless you're the Ramones. So so um, <laughs> then you got one there. Right. So the... So the, the um, Dion, Dion DeMucci from Dion and the Belmonts, my boy from the BXMY, from the Boogie Down, he wrote, had this song called Lovers Who Wander. And the first two lines are like four pages of a book. When she kissed me, I was born. Then she said goodbye. When she kissed me, I was born. And then she said goodbye. That's the so whole life much. story, right? That's the whole, that's the whole story. You know, then, okay, now where do we go from there? But that's wow. that's a whole story. But I love that stuff. Okay, so that's it. I, America is dead. Uh, no, <laughs> he, I mean, I think it's going to be, here's the thing I wanted to talk about, politics. I, I think it's in such a scary, dangerous place. It's so all or nothing right. every time. It's, it's, I just, you know, I'm old enough that I grew up in a period where, I don't know, these old school politicians, like, somehow got together guys like Lyndon Johnson had the reputation for shutting the door going in the room and kicking F ass and coming out figuring with it, it out coming yeah. out with a deal right you know maybe not everybody you know compromise I've talked to people who were professional um, um, politicians no they, they decide you know you hire them to decide oh like mediators a mediator not not an arbitrator mediator they say every, you're gonna leave pretty happy with some things and pretty unhappy with others and that's life when you when you can't get yeah that's that too i just don't see it i just don't see it happening because, no it's getting worse i feel and it's going to get worse because and here's why there's going to be a split in the democratic party and the republicans are going to hammer socialism right. hammer it we that's why we need you see there are people who's going like we have to make change. We have to not be afraid. We have to go for it. And if they go for it, this is what I believe. If they go for it, like go for it, like all the way left, they're gonna fucking get crushed. Well, it's like you know, where's the Tea Party on the right side these days? You don't even hear about them. They went, you know, pretty far right. I mean, I don't. Did you hear about them anymore? The Tea Party. I mean, Trump came in and like obliterated everything like that i mean the republican party is split too trump supporters and like old school republicans who are like mortified that well they don't want to go against the president but they're, they're, they're mortified that trump is their you know guy. i heard the best thing i heard this week in politics the people that are trump's base don't even care about details no. about russia all they care is that Trump is right, right and wins. Yes. I mean, I think a lot of people are like that about Bill Clinton back in the day, too. 
I was. I was too. I was. I said, I don't care if the guy gets a blowjob. I don't but care now if he's I look immoral. Back and it's, I don't care him. him it's, and it. Looking back, it, it was wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's bad. Um, is you but, could also say, is he governing the country right, well? Right. So I would say that to my, my dad because he always complains about Trump. And I'm like, but dad, you were as much of a no matter what he did kind of guy with Clinton as people are with Trump. But would you say that those kind of things Clinton should have been done? Well, I mean, if it was now, he would be done. Don't you think? With the whole Me Too thing? I think he, it would be... Oh, with the Me Too, yeah. We'll get into that for a yeah. minute, too. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just so many things like firing at everybody all at once. And when you look back historically on how these things went, it just it can't happen now. But there might be a huge backlash soon, too. Yeah, but he didn't beat women up. He got blowjobs. Yeah, but he was in clearly he the took position advantage. of power of this young girl who clearly was interested. But How old was the girl? Who was she, 22 at the time okay. or something? See, now we split. Now we split because I come from a really intense split in Alcoholics Anonymous, all right? And there were those who say, don't grab girls, don't grab girls, don't grab And I was brought up in AA by God rest his soul. The, the, the most intense guy I ever met taught me more about life than anything. And he's like, how old is she, 22? Well, what are you, God? She's a 22-year-old woman. If she's in, enamored of power, you're gonna run, run around the world saving her? If she was a 14-year-old woman, yeah. Right. If she's a 22-year-old woman, you're gonna go save her? You're gonna go save all the 22-year-old women who are enamored by men's power? Right. Since when has that type of thing not gone along with power? And yes, I know it's it's a it's a paternal society, and women are taking advantage of it. Believe me. Let, let's now let's get into that. Let's get in, into that thing. I mean, there's a, to me, there's a difference in that, where a 22 year old woman is like, oh my God, Bill Clinton, and she wants to have sex with him, and him, you know, hurting her or telling her, I'll give you this job if you give me a blow. You know, if you did that, that's different. You know, there there were there were slivers of life that that mm -hmm. each count as different things mm -hmm. it's like the law you know right it wasn't illegal in that because of due to her age i guess it wasn't illegal at all but like really dude but that's how he was right but now it wouldn't fly no none of that stuff would fly and uh as a matter of fact last year i got in trouble um it's a situation that anyone who knows me or or anyone I ever met in my life <laughs> know about. And uh, what happened is, and it's the way of life, like, okay, so there's this Me Too thing. Now, let me start off, and, and, I'm, and I'm not kidding. I consider myself loving women. I used to fight with my mother, scream and yell, but we had a Bronx Jewish household and we all said fuck you to each other, mm -hmm. but that wasn't like fuck you, fuck you. That was like we all said, we, you know, just right. the way we did business. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've talked to dozens, and I'm shocked at the amount of women I've talked to who said, uh, it, it seems almost like 25%. 25%? Of women in my life I've talked to. It seems like, you, you too, you too. Oh my God, you know, me too. Neighbors fathers, uncles, mothers. What, been, what? Abused. Sexually, sexually or sexu physically? Doesn't matter. Sexually right. and or physically. I mean, my, my ex said I was, I was uh, what did she call me? Verbally abusive or emotionally abusive. It's all these names. I don't know. She had all these names. I said, no, I'm not. I'm loud, screaming, you know. Right. Um, but everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. And I just couldn't believe that now you come out like Harvey Weinstein and you come out with, with Bill Cosby, right. who was like Mr. Like, oh my God, I remember as a kid and playing the Concord Hotel in the Borscht Belt in the Catskill Mountains. There was a big sign by my bungalow calling Bill Cosby next week. And, um, you, know, you know, it goes the other way too. That, that, that coach in Penn State, the, yeah. he puts himself in a job with 19-year-old naked boys showering. Right. You or know? what about the uh, um, gymnastics coach guy who like was molesting all those young 14-year-old girls for all those years, too? Wait, yeah, where was this? University of Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> or Columbia? Funny. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just you don't know what I'm talking about. I can't think of his name, but a lot of like Olympic athletes, like they, I mean, it, it's it's like the Catholic Church. Yeah, they put themselves in a position to molest children, right. basically. Right. right. So anyway, but what's your point? That Let's, movie about the Catholic Church. Yeah. Was great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, Spotlight. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. But there was also that one with with uh, where drunk lawyer Paul Newman that was in that category years ago. I forgot the name of that one. That, that must be many years ago. But hey, anyway, hey, so wait, bring it back. Can we can we do a Twitter goddamn thing here for people's opinions? A poll. Can we do a Twitter thing. We, we can at Richard Manitoba at Dick Manitoba. Whichever one you want. If I'm a dick, you could do dick. If I'm a Richie. <laughs> okay. So the point was, right. I've met so many women in my life, and then like neighbors and and. Okay, so those are the obvious ones, and like mm-hmm. like damaged for life, like life full of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then and then there's the you know more subtle ones, uh, the verbal, you know, the verbal, the touching at the at the workplace. You know, it's like the women I did that with, like up at at, at uh, the old radio station I worked at. You know, we had each other's permission, you know, like mm-hmm. my, my dear friend Palmyra Delran, a great singer-songwriter. Like, you know, I go, hey, baby cakes, what's up? I wouldn't smack her on the ass or anything, but she would crack up and I would crack, like, you know, right. vagina jokes and she would crack up and she knew how to take me. We would just laugh together. Right. And, but I wouldn't go up to a girl I didn't know. See, like to me... My, my skin would crawl that I would touch a woman that didn't want to be touched by right. me, okay? So that's who I am, you know, and that's... Or, or use your position to make somebody feel less than so then you can manipulate them into doing what you want them to do. How can you feel less than me? I'm like, I have no, I'm like, no job. I'm like, <laughs> I, got, I got fired and I got my record deal taken away. I meant just, you know, like hypothetically. <laughs> oh, a hypothecary? <laughs> so, so, so what happened is, is a thing, an incident happened in the house. I'm not going to go into details. And I swore to myself that I wouldn't, um, the, the, uh, my ex-mate has been putting some nasty stuff out on- online and I've been working very hard with about 12 therapists every week <laughs> to not do that. I used to always do that. I got in trouble do for doing that. To, to respond? To, uh, to respond and to... Um, Escalate. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's what they call it. That's, that's what Maybe I should be your 13th. Psychiatrists <laughs> call uh, escalation, yeah. uh, you know? And it's, so anyway, I, and, I, and I don't want to attack and I don't want to, um, you know, um, you know, if she wants to make me bad and rally right. the forces against me as being bad. You're going to go high. But one of my, yeah, uh, yeah, I am. And one of my best friends, can't mention his name, who's very close to both of us, said he got so angry he was about to say something online but he just kept off because mm-hmm. it's, it's like he said to me like what are you doing like you know the truth you know who you are mm-hmm. you know what happened you know what the whole 18 years was and what are you doing now out you're going out there like like obviously not too happy and i thought i was the one that was she was like i'm happy I have this and you know what i'm gonna finish up this conversation with uh it's sta- two things. It started off, felony, misdemeanor, felony, misdemeanor. We're going to throw the book at you. you uh, I choked you. Breathe, stopped my breathing when the cops came up to arrest me. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch watching like like the Yankee channel. And Good man. there's like four cops from the, from the precinct that I know that come in. And she's in the other room screaming, help me up. He's trying to kill me. Hurry up. So they... <clears throat> <clears throat> I might as well say this now, um, because my lawyer said, who's an amazing guy. He was on. He was He's amazing. I met right through the street. He's taking me for kickboxing lessons. Ooh, so uh, he said, uh, did she, I said, did she admit to hitting me? He goes, if she admitted to hitting you even once, she would have been locked up. She hit me a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I, I, she hit me before I walked out the house. I did the right thing. And I should have walked out the house. I just couldn't after being smashed in the ears like time after time. So I I bit her nose. <laughs> Everyone laughs at that. Like uh, the boxer. Oh, no, that was an ear. That was an ear. <laughs> so it, she didn't go to the doctor, didn't go to the hospital. 
So you didn't you didn't like bite her nose off? No, okay, she, she, she didn't go to the doctor. Didn't go to the hospital. I said to myself again, self, <laughs> this is going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. You're going to go through some tough times. Okay, I stuck through it. Everybody was against me. I got through the beginning, got to the middle, and I got to the end. By the time I got to the end, she's screaming and yelling, you got a great lawyer, and I had a piece of shit free lawyer. I said, who am I, O.J. Simpson? I had a guy with a bunch of facts. Uh, she she wouldn't make the greatest, um, what do you call it? You go into court, a uh, witness? Uh, like a wit- Defendant? A defendant. She... Based. Or no, she wasn't the defendant. She's the plaintiff, right? You're the she, defendant. A, a wit, like a witness. Like she wouldn't make like 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 this guy. They're saying is lying in, in the, uh, the FBI guy. So therefore, mm-hmm. it it uh, it it diffused. Not I'm using the wrong word. Diffused it. To, to, it waters him down. Okay. So she wouldn't go in and be the best based on her skeleton record. Yeah. Okay. So I said, listen, the DA. Wants to fuck me. The prosecuting Not attorney wants to fuck me. <laughs> no, but almost in court, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do the worst they can for me. My right. lawyer wants to do the best they can for me. So they all got together. Right. And they gave me a, di- what's it called? Um, oh, fuck, DC. A, a, um, I do this, I get I get this like, this thing where I can't remember it. It's, I remember it's uh, DC. Are you talking about like the? No, the ju- the what I pled guilty to. Oh, disorderly conduct. Oh, you are the best. That's why I got you here. <laughs> okay, so he I get up one morning, open up my phone, get a cup of coffee. We win. Why? You're going to plead guilty to disorderly conduct. It's not a crime. You have no record. People go, oh, it's like a, uh, it's like a um, misdemeanor. No, misdemeanor is a crime. It's not a crime. You have no record. Basically, if they ask you ever to go for a job, have you ever been arrested? You have to say yes. But do you... Do have you, you been convicted of a crime? Have you ever been convicted no. of a crime? No. And do you have any record? No. No. So he basically goes, it's a violation. It's like two parking tickets. Right. So see, but what, what lays out there in the world is what was on page one. Which was Manitoba, I, punk right. rock star, beats his wife, hurts the woman because Me Too is out there. See, it, it was a fucking crumb and it was a lie. Right. And, and it got swept into Me Too. Right, and you make a good story. And uh, but, but it's, right. see, it's like, here's the thing. And I'm not being like holier than thou. It's fucking the truth and it's justice. And it really is. And it's like, you, you can't get rid of that shit. On that, Google. That, that shit, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Google's got you. It's unbelievable. And you know when, when, they, when they say they say disorderly conduct, nobody even knows what that means. Right. That, that could mean like a felony to most people. So I got to kind of just push it out of the way and say, you know what the bottom line is? Because one local newspaper the worst stupid moron, I wish I had a name here because you could call people, I talked to my lawyer, you could call people a moron you could say it's stupid. You could say their writing sucks. You can't say, like, they stole money from me or right, something. Right, or otherwise it's defamation. Right, or, okay. or the other one. Um, I don't know. What, it's defamation what of character, but, um, you know, if you say something really bad. Right, I don't know. The, yeah. uh, well, it's you, worse than defamation, you're saying. It's in the same category. Okay. <laughs> so... What, what was after? Well, um, I think what you're saying is that um, <laughs> y- y- there's stories on Google that make you look this, like you were a criminal. Well, this girl, this is, I hate to say this, but this is fake news. It's a girl. What, the one story that's really blazing? The one story in a magazine that doesn't matter. Right. It's a girl who obviously interviewed one of her girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Because she knew that I looked through this person, this ex's stuff. Mm-hmm. I looked through it, right? Probable cause, I say. It's probable cause. Is it right or wrong, black or white, to look through it? To look it's through a, what? To look through somebody else's stuff. What do you mean stuff? To look in their phone, to look Email, in their private stuff. Their drawer? Every, anything. Okay. Right, if it's theirs, right. right or wrong? Well, it depends. Good. Because... 
you wear those? It, it, <laughs> so, so Depends. I say this too because people go wrong. And I go, you know what probable cause is? If a cop sees a half a bag of cocaine hanging out of a car, they have probable cause to search the car, mm-hmm. right? If I have like 50 reasons... And then I look, and those 50 reasons are, are you know... Ac- correct. Correct. I mean, you o- know. Okay, but here's what I have to say to you about that. If you have 50 reasons and you feel badly and maybe you get a little sick to your stomach over it because you're suspicious, shouldn't you not be in that relationship anyway? Absolutely. With, even without looking to That's see if it's true. something women do all the time, right? They stay uh, yes. in, in abusive relationships. Yes. So well, she'll even say if you, I was abusive, I'll say she was abusive. Right, so even if you go into somebody's Excuse private <laughs> stuff and prove that all of your suspicions were right or wrong, if you felt so badly about it to begin with, it's not a relationship you should be in anyway. Exactly, and that's one of the things and I'm... I wish I could follow my own advice. <laughs> no, but that's one of the things I'm working on in my life yeah. right now is, like, okay, Richard, your life is about you. What are you... All right, so let me investigate right. Right. who Forget I about was. her or who... Right. Yeah, who I... She's an X factor in my life. I'm me. I'm inside me, right? God I'm bless locked, you. I'm locked in this thing <laughs> that I see in the mirror every day. I mean, day. isn't that hard enough? Shouldn't I we smile in the mirror every day. And then, you know, there are reasons, and then I have to investigate those, but you're right. You're right. Okay. One of the things... If nothing else was, I had a family and I was almost willing to put up with anything for it to not break up. But one of the girls said she did this. She goes, Richard is everyone's knows he's unstable, and he's um, he's an egomaniac, and nobody will play with him. Even though I had dinner with my old bass player last night, and I did a few gigs with a bunch of guys, we had a great time. But I don't have to be defensive. Uh, I'm unstable, but let's put it this way, and I'll end it. She's living with some doofus in the West Coast. I'm living with our son. How many times does the man get the son? The unstable guy gets the son? No. I know, how to, I know how to love and bring up another person. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm the good guy, she's the bad guy. <laughs> Turn that around. Are we talking about music now? You're going to talk about music? Because I got like a couple other... Uh, oh, well, well I... No, no, no. You want, I, thought you, ha- I thought you had a great like music um, I do have a great idea. Interlude. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. Bones, are you, are you almost ready for the music? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so here's the story. I'm going to play three songs, the same song. We're going to play one, a rockabilly version from the 50s. Then I'm going to stop for a minute or so, a minute or an hour, and talk about why I'm playing these songs and how much they mean to me. As I usually try to do each week, bring some music to the middle of the show, beginning and end as well. Ricky Bones! Are we going to play? Fire up that orchestra! (laughs) Are you going to play the whole song? Yeah. No? No? How, maybe it should just be like, you know, half of the song. What do you think? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. If you're going to play three All times. Right. Eddie Cochran, ladies and gentlemen, Summertime Blues. I'm going to raise a bus. I'm going to raise a hollow. About a working all summer just to try to earn a dollar. Yeah, every time I call my baby, try to get a date. My boss says, No dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm a gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime. Oh, well, my mom and papa told me, son, you gotta make some money. If you wanna use a car to go a-riding next Sunday. Oh, well, I didn't go to work, told the boss I was sick. Now you can't use a car cause you didn't work a little. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Take two weeks, don't I ever find vacation? 
Eddie Cochran, baby, the 50s rockabilly version. Oh my God, Eddie Cochran was a genius. We're going to jump to the 70s now. I believe the the, the um, very early 70s. Actually, it might have been the late 60s. I should have looked it up, but just look it up yourself, you lazy best. Let's go to Google. <laughs> Who's this? Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't care what you say. I love Black Sabbath as, as heavy metal. I love Motorhead as heavy metal. I'm not a big heavy metal fan, but this song, like when we were kids, 15, 16 years old, if you played really fast and really heavy and really loud, you got props. This band is called Blue Cheer, and you listen to the bass, just listen to this song. This is their version of Summertime Blues. It is monstrous. This is Blue Cheer. Amazing. You know what I love about it? The Who do a version where the bass player, the great bass player, the late great John Entwistle goes, You gotta run your hands and you gotta run your beat. There's something like real bassy sounding. He says it vocally. These guys just played this insane riff on the guitar instead of the vocal. Now, so here's the story why I'm playing this song. Me and my kid Jake, 16 years old, we took a road trip and we, we rented a. Uh, Dodge Charger. He, he likes muscle cars. We couldn't afford a Stingray. They were like fucking $300 a day. So Dodge Charger was affordable for the week. And he wanted a Dodge Challenger, which is like 300 more. I try to explain to a 16-year-old kid how, you see, that $300 we're going to spend in the next four days. So now we're spending $600 in the next four days. So, so we got the Charger, went up and down the coast. And as we're driving, sometimes we're hitting... I hit. I said, I'm going to break the land Manitoba speed record. And all of a sudden, because it's such a new car, I'm hitting 80. And I feel like I'm 40. So I go, 90. And I feel like I'm 50. And I go, watch this, Jake. And I hit 100. And I think I hit, was, I was at 109. It was like stuck at 109. And I just touched 110 and stopped. And I said, Jake, you know what makes great rock and roll? One of the things, the qualities that makes great rock and roll, you get in your car, you hear it, like Maybelline by Chuck Berry, 1955, 1955. Maybelline, you know, it's like you hear Maybelline and it, it pumps. It It's so powerful that you want to drive your car faster. You hear this song, like he, not a rock and roll fan at all. He likes um, rap music. Hip hop, yeah. Yeah, and... He heard this song. It was like, wow, this is great. So that and was... And it was in the summer that you did this, right? Oh, always. I was going way in the summer. And on the way down from... We stopped at Fresno because I know a, a state judge. We played w with a band called Motor 666. It's like two lawyer brothers and one judge brother. And the judge, great guys, love them. We shared the van. We had laughs and had a great time. So we... 
the judge looks at me when I tell him that story, and he shakes his head. And this is when I'm what, not supposed to get in trouble. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, no. I go, what, what's the matter? He goes, Richard, that's not something they're going to give you a parking ticket for, a, um, speeding, a, a ticket. speeding ticket for. That's something they're going to put handcuffs on you and probably try to throw a, endangering a child on top of it. And I go, that's it. The, the Manitoba speed record is 110. <laughs> but anyway, this might be the best version of all by one of the 10 greatest groups of all. This is from one of the greatest live albums of all time, live at Leeds, ladies and gentlemen, The Who. <laughs> Dick Manitoba back with you. You Don't Know Dick is the name of the podcast. You can get it by going to iTunes. You can get it by going to Stitcher. And you can get it by going to... Google Play? Google Play, yes. And all you got to do is go there or ask some younger person <laughs> if you're an idiot and you don't know how to do it. Go there and just hit subscribe and then hit five stars and then hit oh my god handsome dick is back my life is resuscitated that's a terrible word what a ridiculous word instagram richard manitoba or handsome dick manitoba facebook the handsome dick manitoba fan page and twitter at richard manitoba at dick manitoba bullpen betty at bullpen betty you have a do you have a website yeah, so I'm on, I do have www.bullpenbetty.com, and then you can get to all of my social media assets from there. If you want to see some great photos, speaking of me, um, <laughs> <laughs> we were. Go to handsome, go to. Oh, your website's good. www. Handsome, yeah, I got to tell you, the guy who did it, uh, Rosas, his name is R O S A S. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, he, he did a great job. It's is it handsome? Handsomedickmanitoba.com. Yeah. And um, that's a good two-minute story anyway, how I got that. Um, so that's a great website to go to, and it also shows you how to get onto the uh, website. Web, but people should probably come, probably come to my social media because uh, it's easier to get to the podcast if they follow me than you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's me making That's me teasing you. Uh, oh, you have to say that? <laughs> and, uh, of course... We got Ricky Bones, man in the dials, making the whole thing happen, making us sound good, actually. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're talking at the microphones. This is the guy with pushing the buttons. The buttons. Um, so what about these songs? So two things. I talk talked about the song. You, you didn't really. Do what, what, I, I think that you should analyze the- um, It makes you drive faster. We, we discovered it on the road right, in California. Right, but what about those three different versions? What, which one do you like the best? I was going to talk about baseball. Okay. Oh, well, we'll do that. In, okay, we, uh, 30 <laughs> We're seconds. We're not going to have time. Which one do I like best? Yeah. 
Um, I, it's close to a tie between The Who and, and Blue Cheer, but I would pick The Who because The Who are one of my 10 favorite bands of all time. Okay. But I, but I adore the insanity of the Blue Cheer version. But without Eddie Cochran, the, it wouldn't be... I know. I'm like, I love Eddie Cochran. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, look, I'm not the biggest fan of... of uh, Rockabilly. Of Rockabilly. I'm not a huge Rockabilly fan. I, I, I like it. I appreciate it. I understand its part in, that Relevance. it played in history of rock and roll. But uh, you know, it's not my favorite genre. All right. You want to do baseball? Or you want to do the the song? Oh, you did the songs. We did the songs. So baseball. This is bullpen bet. Bullpen Betty. Baseball <laughs> started uh, pitches and catches, and it got warm in New York today. I did. It's like summer. It's like the summertime blues. You know what? There. I always say the same thing every year. In the Bible, first line in the Bible. In the big inning. <laughs> in the big inning. That's funny. It's like it's like you know Betty. People like Betty and myself. There's something that's so deep and just longevity wise in my life from being a little kid growing up in the Bronx seeing Mickey Mantle just longevity wise alone would make it powerful and important but then sharing with my dad and now sharing with my son but 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 beside that it's the it's the microscopic it's the essence of the game with all these idiots who like soccer I, I just I just got rid of about nine tenths of the world population. Right. So forget this, this show. This show isn't very popular in <laughs> South America, right? No, in Spanish speaking countries, <laughs> um, like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. The thing is, it, it's people like, oh, no, this happening. He's boring. Nothing's moving. There's so much going on when quote unquote nothing's going on. Right. People who say that baseball is boring just don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah, and they, and they have to see cars, trucks. They have to see trucks crashing. Well, into they each like other. to watch the NBA. Well, the NBA is great. I I, I think the NBA is not great anymore. Why? I can't because even watch it. It just because went from, all you do is watch the last two minutes, and the Knicks are going to lose. So, like, there's there's the story. If they get if they get <laughs> Zion and they get KD, they're going to be good. They're going to be a yeah, lot better okay. next year. All right. No, it used to, it's a perimeter game. Now it used to be a paint game. It used to be Will Chamberlain. Right. Now it's like there was there wasn't a three point shot once. Well, they took it back and forth in college. They took it out. They put right. it back, right? But but the thing is, it's been called. It's been called, told to me it's the most intellectual of all games mm -hmm. because I explain to people. I don't know if they get it, but I say to you, it's just a guy with a bat and a guy with a ball. And you know what? On the most primal level, to a child, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful on that level, and it's also beautiful on the level of. This guy throws certain types of pitches. His catcher is having like mental telepathy, me telepathy <laughs> and where this guy's strike zone is, where his strengths are, where his weaknesses are. So now you're throwing, and if you hit the mark, you win. And if you don't, it's a mistake, and he wins. And so that all this stuff is going on, players are shifting over, Best game ever. I, the only thing that I got into lately that I could say I love, like I, I like football and I watch it. I like basketball and I watch it. I love the UFC. I love it. You I, can't watch it? I, I just never have. I don't really. Where did you grow up? In New Jersey. When you, when you got out of school, I'm not saying this is a good thing, all right? But it's a thing. It's a real thing. And real things have to be tended to, like mm -hmm. that they're real things, even if they're bad things, right? They happen. Okay. When, when I, you when you walked out of your school on your way home and you saw kids fighting and kids circling and like like watching them fight, did you just walk away from it and get away from it? Or did you kind of peek and look? Um, I don't know. I'm a chick, and that didn't happen all that much. Other people fighting? Yeah, I mean, once in a while, dudes would like throw each other into lockers or something, and you sort of like yeah, look and then get away, so you didn't get hit. To me, to me, this is just this is these are guys who train, 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 and here's the weird thing about it because it's it's totally not how I am. They want to fight. They like to fight. Right. There, there are cops that just want to do 20 years and get out and drive around the car. Mm -hmm. Then there are cops who want to have M4s mm -hmm. and everything is an emergency. It could be terrorism. They want their heartbeats different. Right. They're like a different type of human being right so what's the point uh, how are you bringing this back to baseball 
baseball. Wait, wait. Bring it back to oh, the UFC. UFC. Right. These are guys that I can't relate to them as guys. Right. I don't. I don't want to fight. I don't like. Like I. I just enjoy fighting. Right. But but these guys do. Yeah. And you know. I like boxing. I just haven't watched UFC. Maybe I grew up, I'd, I grew maybe up, I'd love it. We will watch it one day. I grew up on boxing, and uh, I, I love boxing, but I lost my taste for it. Well, it's UFC's different now taken too. Over. Right. Okay. So. I'm not against it. I don't think I might be, but I don't. I, I don't know enough to uh, to have a good opinion. We go out with a bunch of guys. Ricky knows them. Ash and the crew. They all they all practice uh, martial arts, and we always go out like to this Irish bar in Midtown mm-hmm. and uh, eat really bad f- fried food, right. delicious right. like mozzarella sticks, and. Uh, and, and we watch uh, the UFC fights. All right, you come out and hang out with us, and we'll explain. Or you can hang out with me. i know i know how to box even but so i might have i know you're looking at me like i'm crazy no no no, no, it's just it's just like there's like tools like like in baseball a five tool player okay i'll make it so that you can understand okay yeah (laughs) i talk down to a college graduate (laughs) you could you you can hit for average hit for power run throw and field right in mma you can box, you can do um, Muay Thai, which is kickboxing, and and knees and elbows, okay? Uh, you can do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and you can do wrestling. And they're all really good, and almost, I don't think there's one person who's great at all of them. Most people have a strength. Right. Some people have two strengths. Mm-hmm. If you have three strengths, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's okay. it. So, okay. Interesting. I, like like a good stand-up fighter, like like uh, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. He, he, he goes to the ground, he's dead. Oh. He's dead. Because a guy he can't who, wrestle? He can't wrestle, he right. can't do BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And when, when he got... When, 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 BJJ, that sounds like so, sorry, a little Bill, sexual. Sounds like something <laughs> Bill Clinton would do. <laughs> no, he, they, he got taken down by... Um, What's his name? Who choked him out first? Khabib Nurmagomedov. No, but the the Spanish kid. The brother. Oh yeah, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a like a second or third degree Brazilian black belt, Gracie black belt. Like you could have a black belt from me. It's like doesn't mean anything. Right. But it, Gracie is the first family of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. If they give you a black belt, it's a it's a top top of the food chain Rank, black belt. Okay. So he got him down. The second he got him down, he choked him out. Also, there's Nurmega Medov, uh, who's an amazing wrestler. He's 26 and 0. He got he got uh, him down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Conor McGregor is probably the biggest star in the world. Mm-hmm. He got him down and he choked him out. So, I think the reason <clears throat> that you like UFC is because you were a um, wrestling fan when you were a little kid. No. What do you mean you're gonna think the reason I like something? Yes, that's my that's my. That's I think my the reason you like baseball is because your parents locked you in a closet. No, it's because uh, <laughs> the Dominican guys are hot. That's the real reason. <laughs> I like, hey, I like Spanish girls too, man. <laughs> I like olive skin, dark eyed Spanish girls. Um, well, I guess you and I will. You gotta come. You'll come up okay. with it. All right. Yeah. You come up. I'll invite you. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's close up shop for this week. Bullpen Betty. Forget about it. We'll be back next Friday. You don't know Dick, starring Handsome Dick Manitoba and Bullpen Betty, and of course making the whole thing happen is Mr. Ricky Bones. Have a great week, everybody. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it, New York, New York. 
city that doesn't sleep and find 